0: You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players from the Power Five as well as the mid-majors that you might not have even heard of. And all of you that decide to play Prize Picks, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry It's just you versus the projected numbers. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to the App Store and download the app today. Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Now, I want to talk about something on today's podcast that I hate, that I despise, that just drives me up a wall, and that is the Texas A&M Aggies. Arkansas plays them this weekend. I don't know if any of you really understood that, or maybe you're uh, just living under a rock. But, yes, Arkansas, Texas A&M, this weekend in Arlington, once again. And I really hate Texas A&M. And it's weird because the media members that cover Texas A&M are the people that I actually appreciate, respect, and enjoy the most. Funny, isn't that how that works? But I just hate A&M. And the fact that Arkansas has lost to A&M for... As many years in a row as they have, I think we're at nine. Sometimes it's hard to keep count. It just drives me up a wall that this game has not had more success for Arkansas in the past decade, especially considering some of the games that should have gone Arkansas's way. Now, I know it's all woulda, coulda, shoulda, but still think about this. Arkansas in 2012 and 2013, they played a home and home with AM at that time because that was when AM was first joining the conference and everything like that. Uh 58 to 10, 45-33. Those games weren't close. Johnny Manziel years. But check this out. 2014 goes to overtime, Arkansas loses by a touchdown. 2015 goes to overtime, Arkansas loses by a touchdown. 2016, Arkansas got beat pretty handily, 45-24, because I think that was the game that Trevor Knight rushed for a billion yards. 2017, 50 to 43 overtime loss by a touchdown. 2018, a Chad Morris years. a wins 24-17, a touchdown. 2019, 31-27, four-point game, four-point loss for Arkansas in 2019. 2020, last year, playing in College Station. Texas A&M was arguably one of the best teams in the country, a top-five team. Arkansas loses by 11, 42-31. It's maddening. It's absolutely maddening that Arkansas has lost this game as frequently as they have. Because I'm telling you right now, Arkansas not only was in position to win most of those games, but if it wasn't for an absolute collapse by Burt's teams, then who knows what the series would look like right now. I mean, for crying out loud, A&M only beat Chad Morris by a touchdown and four points respectively. Chad Morris, the worst coach in the SEC history, was in within one possession of beating Texas A&M. And those are Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M teams, mind you. But it's been frustrating. And I know you listening to this podcast, you've been frustrated as well. And, you know, you just wish that something could change. You wish that maybe this will finally be the year. But A&M is such a weird team where I feel like they should be better than what they are. Every year, historically. They have a lot of fans. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of facilities. They're in freaking Texas. A plethora of recruiting talent across the board. They have it all. But yet, they're never good. Or at least good in the way of elite. They're always one of those teams that can spend an arm and leg on coaches and they still just end up being average. Maybe above average. Maybe they have a good year or two here and there. But for the most part, it's just kind of like, mm, all right like there's no reason for it and that's what makes it so weird. That Arkansas has just been unable to win. Because Arkansas is honestly a program that should beat A&M at least half the time. We split the series. And it's funny that even though A&M has had a 9 game winning streak against the Razorbacks, Arkansas still holds the series lead 41 to 33 to 3. So they still have an 8 game lead over A&M even though a&M has beaten Arkansas nine times. So even so you can take it back before the winning streak start happening for AM. And Arkansas held what? I'm trying to do the math here. 17-game lead. This series is owned by Arkansas. And it needs to get back to that point. And it needs to get back to that point starting this weekend. Like I I hate the Aggies. I hate their male yell leaders. I hate the the smugness of them all. I hate the stupid chance they do. I hate how they, you know, bond together and they, you know, do these like little swart surfing things. And, you know, they do inappropriate hand gestures. Um, I, I hate the way that they don't like cheer during the game. They like do like a ooh game or whatever that is. Like you guys are the cults of college football. You're like, uh, you know, you're kind of like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like you're like the Rocky Horror Picture Show of film. Where it's like, you know, it's enjoyable and it's interesting and it's got some good music, but it's weird. It's odd. You know, and that's the you're, you're the Rocky Horror Picture Show of film. I and mean, you're like the Rocky Horror Picture Show of college football. Enjoyable, entertaining, some good music, some good songs, weird. Not really a part of what makes for great college football. You're more a part of what people just kind of look at and say, All right, um, okay, go over there and stick to your own little area. We're going to go over here and be, you know, traditional college football. You go over there and do your weird stuff. Like they have stuff where you can't walk on certain areas of campus because it's like sacred ground or something like that. I don't know. They're weird. I don't like them. The only time I've ever gotten to close, I've never gotten a physical altercation in a football game, but the only times I've ever gotten close to a physical altercation was against, you guessed it, Texas A&M. So, I want this game. I want to beat them. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of dealing with them. I'm tired of hearing from them. And I think that this might actually be the year. But throughout the week, we're going to discuss more about Texas A&M and do a little more previewing on them as well. But first... Uh, before we get into also the schedule for next season, which I know people are going to be like, hey, why do we jump the next year? Well, it came out or at least it has been being talked about on social media about the next year's schedule in football. And we'll talk about that in here in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever-increasing makes and models. It is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the car parts that you will need. Save time and money with rockauto.com. So why choose to spend up to 30 50 or even 100 percent more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership? It's a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer go and explore the website today and go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the "Hound of the hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, so tonight on the SEC network, at least tonight at the recording of this podcast, the SEC is going to officially release the schedule for 2022 football. That's including SEC games, dates, times, non-conference games, everything. Everyone's schedule is going to come out next year, which is, you know, we, we kind of had an idea of who Arkansas was going to be playing, you know, as far as the rotations go. And we know, hey, like, Bama's going to be at home and all that. But I, I got to give credit to at least Matt Jones of uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He put this tweet out, and I have forgotten just how stupid next year's schedule is. Like, we know that we got to get used to Arkansas always having one of the toughest schedules in all of college football, but this is dumb. Okay, so we hear, listen to this schedule. Listen to the games that Arkansas will be playing next year in football. Okay, these are their home games. Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, South Carolina. Those are your SEC home games. Hey, we know that. We know that's the rotation. It's good to have South Carolina on the schedule, better than Georgia, but still, that's what we know. Also, you have Auburn, Mississippi State, and Missouri on the road. All right? Nothing changing there as well. I mean, pretty pretty standard. And AM, of course, being the neutral side game in Arlington, all that's fine. All that makes sense. All that's good. This non-conference schedule is, is bonkers, okay? Your home games for Arkansas football next year in the non-conference. Cincinnati. Yes, that Cincinnati team. I think Luke Fickle's still the coach over there, I think. Well, there's a Cincinnati team that's arguably one of the best pa- group of five teams in the country, year in and year out, puts out great players with great cut teams highly ranked i mean it's just like you you put out guys like it's almost like it's a power five team so you're playing cincinnati at home next year you're also playing missouri state at home well what's what's about missouri state oh you know bobby petrino is the head coach of missouri state not to say missouri state's a great team but bobby petrino is the coach of missouri state that sums it up right there your other home game Liberty, Liberty, where Hugh Freeze is the head coach. Another guy that's another disgraced football coach that had a lot of success in the SEC and is now at Liberty. They come to Fayetteville and then you play on the road at BYU, which also, once again, one of the best group of five teams in college football. Cincinnati and BYU both being invited into the Big 12 shows that they will become Power 5 teams, so you might as well start treating them like one. That's your schedule. That's your football schedule next year. You're playing in the SEC, and your four non-conference games are against Cincinnati and BYU, the two best group of five teams in the country, arguably. Liberty, with who's also a great team that has uh, Hugh Freeze over there as coach, and Bobby Petrino's Missouri State. That's your home schedule. How does this keep happening? How does it keep happening where Arkansas has to play teams that not only are in the, you know, SEC, but also in the non-conference slate that are really good? And Arkansas is once again next year going to have the toughest schedule in all of college football. How does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? I don't know. I'm not scared of it. I'm not running from it. I'm embracing it. But it's just wild. Like, that schedule is wild, and it all goes down next year. Like, we thought Arkansas' schedule was tough this year. It could be, I I don't even think it's good. Like, that's going to be a tougher schedule next year. Yeah, you lose Georgia, but in your non-conference slate, there's not a game right there where it's just like, oh, yeah, easy win, blowout. None of them. So I guess we're just going to have to deal with that again next year, and it'll probably be that way again the year after that. It's just wild. It's absolutely wild that this is, keeps happening with Arkansas scheduling. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that's a great home stretch, and you'll have some great home games. And I'm honestly looking really excited to uh, go to Provo for BYU. Never been to Provo. And uh, I think that will be fun. So there's that to you know, base it off of. And who knows what Arkansas really looks like uh next year as far as the football team goes maybe they'll be really good maybe they'll be in really good shape maybe all all will be well but still it's just dumb that's all it is it's it's very dumb it's very annoying but we're just gonna have to get used to it well we'll get in the final segment of the podcast here in just a second but first folks betonline.ag back and better than ever all teams on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season and as always BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds and props and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's your double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code On. From football to basketball to boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, yesterday, the Twitter account of Hognonymous, I don't know if anyone who listens to this podcast knows about it, but they have called or at least tweeted out everything of note that has ever been big news in Razorback sports. Now, some people argue, well, they steal it from message boards and steal it from other people, and that may be the case. I don't know. I don't get into that stuff. Uh, I just look at it from the perspective of, you know, hey, I think that there is something to be said about what they have done to Twitter and trying to put out the information for Razorback fans to get it uh, initially and on the fly, so I appreciate it. Like, again, if they're stealing it, that's kind of lame, but still. Anyways, they tweeted out some eye emojis yesterday, and that's it. Some eye emojis. I don't, No one really knows what it means. No one knows what it's actually referring to, um, but I had a lot of people that were tweeting at me about it saying, okay, what does it mean? What does it mean? What's going on here? What can we take from this? Does it have to do with the football? Is it a recruit? Like, what? what's going on here? Well, I don't know what it means. <laughs> like, some people have been asking, I don't know what it means. I'm not going to sit here and pretend how I know what it means. But what I do know is that five-star basketball player Nick Smith out of Arkansas is going to be committing and deciding where he's going to school at, at September 29th. here in Arkansas like that's what he's going to be doing and so everyone again is wondering all right so is he coming here what is he doing here's what I've been hearing and here's what I know I've been hearing he's going to go to Arkansas that's I just feel like if you use common sense and look at it from that perspective he's doing it in Arkansas he's having a big ceremony here in Little Rock uh he's it's open to the public so everybody can come and be able to uh, to hang out and watch the ceremony, it's kind of similar to what Moses Moody did, I guess. But I just have a hard time believing that he would do all that and not commit to Arkansas. Like it would be kind of a weird thing, I guess. Maybe it'd be a nice troll move. Hey, all you Razorback fans, come on out and see me commit, and oh, I'm going to go to Bama. <laughs> like that would be kind of annoying. But uh, I I don't know. I just feel like he's probably going to come to Arkansas. And that's going to be huge for Arkansas to have another five star recruit. Don't get many of those very often, and uh, he's a really good player. I've had I had a chance to see him play last year, and uh, he actually hit a game winner uh, against Parkview back when he played against Parkview for Sylvan Hills, and uh, it was just a wild game. So the guy's really good, and so I I think that that's probably what that eye emoji is expressing. Like I said I don't have any confirmation on it or anything like that, but that would be my guess. I'm gonna run with that. I'm gonna go with that. That's what I'm saying is going on. So. We'll see. I'll keep you updated, but uh, I hate the cryptic stuff. Just give us the give us the goods. Don't leave us in the don't leave us in the uh, dark over here, Hognonymous. Let us know so that way we can start talking about it and enjoying it and partying it up like it's. Whatever your Arkansas was good at, whatever sport you're referring to, that's all I'm saying. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.